Hey, Simply Uncaged fam. Today we're talking about repentance. And, you know, a lot of my life thinking about repentance, I thought of so many different things until I really studied it more and really meditated on it more. In church and in just, you know, us serving in the kingdom, we should be hearing about repentance, especially as we're uh, getting into the kingdom of God. I mean, one of the first things that Jesus preaches is repent. And all that repent means It comes from the Greek word metanoia, which means a changed mind. So all it is is just really changing our mind, changing our mind about specific situations, right? Sometimes it's really unlearning what culture taught us so we can learn who we are in Christ. And this is where we talk Christ over culture, right? Christ over culture, kingdom over culture. What are these kingdom principles? And there's been a lot of talk I chatted about this already in the podcast on revival and true revival starts within before it starts without revival starts within before it starts without and revival only stirs up when it starts with repentance. So today, as we talk about repent, I'm going to give you all three keys on what repentance really does, right? The effects of making sure that we have, we truly lived a life full of repentance and we're checking our hearts every day. Right, we're checking our hearts. The Bible tells us to guard our mind and guard our hearts. And I just pray that as we continue to dive deep and renew our thoughts, renew our mind, we look at the word of repentance and we don't feel like we're condemned. I don't know about y'all, but I felt like it was a condemning word and it would bring offense to people. I'm gonna share one of the keys today on that and how important this really is. And again, this is why we have to unlearn what we think about specific words. When I was raised up, not in, not a Christian. When I was raised up, I felt condemned. I felt like if I didn't go to church, I'd go to hell. And we got to be real. There's a lot of people that are out there, and I'm I'm really re- realizing this. The more people I talk to, the more people I reach out to, I start to learn that they come from a place of not really knowing, right, the true love of God. Like we know God is love. We know that God is loving, but. When it comes to like, man, Jesus loves us so much. When he launched his ministry, one of the first messages, this is him coming out of the wilderness. He got baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist. The spirit of God led him into the wilderness for 40 days, right? He was fasting. He was getting tempted by the devil. And as he's overcoming that temptation through the word of God, right? It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but at every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the living God. As he's overcoming the devil's temptations in the wilderness, he comes out launches his ministry at the age of 30 and one of the very first things it's right here in mark chapter 1 uh, verse 14 and 15 now after john was put in prison jesus came to galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of god is at hand repent and believe in the gospel now all that the gospel is is good news it is the good news of Jesus Christ, right? This is the, the good news. And that's what the gospel, that's pretty much what gospel means. It's good news. And this is good news. Jesus came so that we may have life and have that life abundantly. This is the prophesied Messiah, the King that was going to be saving this whole world, right? When John the Baptist saw Jesus um, in the flesh, he said, behold, the Lamb of God, right? Who takes away the sins of the world. What sin did was allow us to be put to death, right? We deserve death because of our sinful nature. But what Jesus did at the cross, right? Wow. He overcame 
that and through him through jesus christ himself i'm talking about the good news this is why we're we're rejoicing at what jesus did right what he did she shed the blood at the cross at calvary the cross the blood of jesus he didn't just die but he rose he resurrected from the dead and that's why we put all our faith and believe in jesus that he is the one true god i don't know about any other god that resurrected but we know jesus christ did and there's so much evidence around that as you really dig in deep so one of the first messages that jesus preached and the very first thing that he said was repent as we're talking about these three keys, I want to also give you guys some context, even in the book of Acts, okay? This is Peter in Acts 2, 38, 39. This is right after the Holy Spirit, by the way, fell fresh, right? They had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And then it said here, Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Again, one of the first messages, and right after this, if you keep reading in this chapter, 3,000 souls came over to the kingdom of God. Okay, This is Peter, right when he got filled up, before he had the Holy Spirit, he was, what the Bible says, denying himself. He denied Jesus three times before men, right, even to a little girl. And it says, I think he was frustrated where he even cursed, right? So he was cursing, denying Jesus, no Holy Spirit. Then he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Then he has this bold message and he, he shares, this is under the power of the Holy Spirit and under the influence of the Holy Spirit that Peter's under. And the very first thing he says is, repent and let every one of you be baptized in what? In the name of Jesus Christ. So powerful. This is Acts chapter 2. 3,000 souls came over to the kingdom of God. Now in Acts 3, Acts chapter 3, the next chapter in verse 19, it says, Repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Praise God. The times of refreshings, sins being blotted out. But this is true repentance. So as we talk today about what true repentance is, how to know if I've truly lived a life of repentance, I'm gonna give you guys three keys, three evidences to know that you've really gone into a place of true repentance. Remember, all that repentance is, is a changed mind, a changed mind. Have you changed your mind about certain situations truly? And we talk a lot about this on this channel is having a renewed mind, a renewed lifestyle. Be transformed by the renewing of the mind, not being conformed or influenced. That word conformed just means not being influenced by the world. And I need God's word to enlighten my thoughts in my mind so I can go in and rightly divide the word of truth and know what is good, what is evil, what is right, what is wrong, what is wheat, what is tare, what is goat, what is sheep, right? Goats love to be entertained. Sheep want a shepherd, okay? Sheep are under the shepherd and that's Jesus. He says, I am, right? He is, he's the great I am. He is the great shepherd. So again, as we're looking into this, I want you guys to get excited about what repentance is. It, there's people that come from repentance and this is probably why people have a bad taste because you'll see maybe... And I'm not against street evangelism or street preachers, but you'll see street evangelism and street preachers and you'll see the anger because yes, I get it. They love the, they, they're, they're dealing with a lot of stuff, right? A lot of hate on that street, but you got to be really led by the spirit. You got to be walking in the spirit because any attacks can come frustration, overwhelm, evil and wicked spirits are out there. 
And I think they just, there's times where they'll preach so hard to where repent seems like condemnation and it looks like it's judging according to the world's views when we're like you got you better repent you better repent right so it has this probably bad rap with the world but i want us to be in good faith to know that repentance this is part of what we do as believers leading people to jesus christ in the form of sharing what repentance actually means and how they can really change their mind because you could be growing up in church, but have you been growing up in Christ? And what we need is we want this mind, the mind in me, we want this mind to be a mind of what? Christ. Let this mind in me be a mind of Christ Jesus. It tells us to, in, a, in Corinthians, right? It tells us to pull down these strongholds and to be able to tear down, pull down every high thing, every high thing that tries to exalt itself against the wisdom and knowledge of God, taking into captivity every thought to the obedience of, of Jesus Christ. So being able to share these, because remember, thoughts, we talk about these a lot in this podcast, thoughts are seeds. So we go out there, we're planting seeds, right? And we want those seeds from the heavens to be planted onto good soil, onto the mind, good ground, good soil. So a lot of what we do, we're just planting seeds. And this is what may lead people to true repentance. And there's so many ways to do this, y'all. Right. There's and again, going back to like street evangelism and street preaching, God bless those ministries. I'm grateful for those ministries. And then you'll see there's times where like, you know, the flesh creeps in, the anger, the the righteousness that might not be righteousness from God. It might be pride, ego, it could be all these things. Knowledge puffs up. So when you know too much of the Bible, sometimes it puffs up. That's why we gotta humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, is what the Bible says. And you'll see them go head to head with people that disagree. So we have to be mindful how we share the message based on where the Holy Spirit is leading us and we need the Holy Spirit for us to be affected, okay? I can't go out there in just my own ways, my own my own doing. And we've talked about this before, how the anointing is what covers us. So God has given us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit comes from, the, from, from God, but also the anointing comes from the Holy One. And all the anointing is, is just the power of God flowing through us. That's really it. But when you operate out of outside of your anointing, outside of your purpose, outside of your calling, if you guys haven't watched that pod on on that, I'd highly recommend you guys watch that one about the you know preparing for ministry. When you when you operate out of that anointing, out of that purpose, out of that calling, again, is God's hand, is God's covering really over you? Things we need to check. Okay, again, I love every every other ministry, but again. Out of all these things, and it even talks about it, if you don't do it in love, in agape love, in godly love, right? You just look like a clanging clanging brass cymbal, just bam, 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 but there's no love. You could prophesy, you could know the word of God, but if there's no love, and I get it, love rejoices in the truth, okay? Love is, God's love is unconditional. So there's so many factors to it. And I think this is where we continue, gotta be, we gotta continuously be planted in the Lord. We got to be planted in Christ. And when we're in Christ, we're sitting in heavenly places because we're in Christ. It's such a powerful move and you start to see the move. And right now we're seeing this division between people that are just church goers versus church servants that have a relationship with Christ, that have a brand new mind, that just are willing to lay their life down for Jesus and lay their life down so they can expand the kingdom of God. Because all that we do, y'all, is to win and minister to souls. He who wins souls is wise, and that's our whole mission here. 
And that's why we're talking about repentance because that's part of us ministering to others as how can we minister onto them under the power of the Holy Spirit as a vessel, as an instrument to get them to come to know Jesus. Praise God. It's a deep revelation and I pray that God shows you, not you comparing yourself to anyone else's ministry, but how do you become effective? Because we're all the body, but we all have different gifts, different functions, but the same body, same Lord, one Father. So beautiful. Hey, God bless you. If you guys have not got your Bibles personalized, this is my Bible. It's just very simple, RC. We personalize Bibles, gifts. If you guys wanna be able to even send a Bible in, we have the ability to help you get your Bible personalized. This is my rainbow Bible, if you guys can see it. Simplyuncagedgifts.com, just go in. You can also email us if you have questions in regards to personalizing your Bible. So check us out. God bless you, and let's get back to the pod. Let's talk about these keys. Number one, okay, when we talk about repentance, number one is repentance leads you to God's goodness. Repentance leads you to God's goodness. Romans 2, 4 to 5, it says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not, and not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? So God's goodness is what leads us to repentance. So this is why people need an encounter with the king. They need king encounters. They need encounters with Jesus Christ. They need encounters with the Holy Spirit. That encounter of God's goodness in their life, oh, wretched man that I am, is what Apostle Paul said, right? The things that I do, I shouldn't do, but the things I don't, don't do, I should do, right? And he's talking about how we're always warring. We're warring against, each, against ourselves sometimes, right? Against our own flesh, our feelings, our emotions, our old ways, the old man. And it says here, not knowing that, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance, but in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent, this is verse five, impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself the wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. That verse, verse five is a little bit for those, you know, and this is where, yes, we're God fearing. We love God, but we also know he loves us so much that he's willing to correct. He's willing to rebuke that we deserve his wrath. But guess what? We have his mercy. Mercy is God not giving us the things that we deserve. So there's things that we deserve as people, but God's mercy, he covers, he protects. He doesn't allow us to go through everything we deserve. I'm telling y'all, that's the goodness of God. So God's repentance leads you to God's goodness. That's number one, amen? Number two, repentance bears fruit. Repentance bears fruit. Now there's the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but there's a change in your life that bears fruit and you know the fruits of the holy spirit love joy peace faithfulness right so there's fruits and every fruit has a root so the question is where are you rooted are you rooted in christ or in your own feelings are you rooted in christ or are you rooted in culture and this is where we got to renew our mind and our thoughts uproot the things that are not of god and be able to be planted in god's garden planted in christ Repentance bears fruit, Matthew 3, 7 to 8. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. He's talking to the religious folks, Pharisees, Sadducees coming to his baptism. <laughs> he said to them, brood of vipers, who warned you to, to, to flee from the wrath to come? There's a wrath that is coming on, on us. 
And again, this is why when we have a relationship with Jesus, he covers us. He protects us. He sustains us from this world that is falling apart. And he says, therefore, verse 8, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Your fruit is what we will know you by. We'll know you by your fruits. And we could go so much deeper on this, on just knowing knowing them by their fruit. And this is why I always tell people, be mindful of also who you listen to, because there's people that they know all the Bible, they've been, they've grew up in church the whole life, but you'll look at the fruits of the people they're discipling around them. It's really nobody but them. It's like me, myself, and I, I'm the Bible scholar. I'm the Bible theologian, right? There's no, they, They're not the ones. Like Another way to know that there's fruit in someone's ministry is who are the people around them that they've been discipling and helping and growing with? It's not like these cult vibes, okay? And that's that could be a whole nother topic. But therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Repentance, true repentance bears fruit in your life. You, you see things differently. There's peace in the middle of tribulation storm. Before, you would have just been triggered and said stuff and got all angry, but you're at peace. And this is not you. You're bearing fruit. Okay, so repentance bears fruit. And I'm talking about good fruit, heavenly fruit. Amen. Number three. Number three is repentance is a radical shift. True repentance allows you to have a radical shift in your life. It's just different. You no longer want to hang out with the same old circles that influence you to do things of the world, that influence you and tempt you to be playing in the playground of sin, in the playground of Egypt, in bondage. Because when you're in bondage to something, you're a slave to it. You're a slave to other people's opinions. This gets deeper. And this is why we got to break off from these ties, these connections, right? Luke 17, verse 1 to 4. Then Jesus said to his disciples, it is impossible that no offense, offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. I love that. And again, if he truly repents, forgive him. But hey, if he sins against you, rebuke him. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Wow. There's something powerful about true repentance and what it does in our life. It can produce renewing, reconciliation, restoration, right? And we're going to see this as I close out in this last verse, but this is just the power of what true repentance can do. If they sin against you, Jesus says what? Rebuke them. But if they forgive, or it, but but if they repent, forgive. So good, so good. And we could break that down so much more, but I, I just really want to iterate, and you guys can go on Luke 17. Repentance allows a radical shift in your life. It's a complete change. It's like I used to never do this. I would never do this, but God, right? I fell for this stuff. I used to like that stuff. I used to feel like I needed people's attention. And I used to feel like I needed to do this to fit in people's circles. I used to think that I need to pursue this path to get my family to like me or feel like I'm better than everybody else. Or at least I'm leveling up with all my cousins and family. But God, God gave me a new path, a different path. I'm doing it God's way, no matter what. It's not my way anymore. It's Yahweh's. Again, 
repentance is a radical shift. You start to do things that you never thought. It tells us that as he was recruiting, Jesus was recruiting his disciples. Look at Peter, right? It said that as he, as he got all the fish on the boat, they forsook all to follow him. That's what that radical shift is. It's like denying myself, leaving everything to follow Jesus. Praise God. Three things, three keys. Again, repentance bears, um, repentance leads you to God's goodness. Repentance bears fruit. And repentance is a radical shift. Amen. Now, I'm going to read this in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Th to me, this is real repentance. This is when God came to Solomon, right? He appeared to Solomon. This is the second time. And if anyone were to ask me, well, show me in the Bible a verse on repentance. I mean, we just showed you a, a couple. There's quite a few more. But this is a great way of what true repentance is, right, from the heart. Remember, repentance is metanoia, just to change mind. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. I love that. There's already a formula. If you call God, you humble yourself, you pray, you seek his face, and you turn from your wicked ways. Then he will hear you and he will heal your land. God's in the restoring business. You can reconcile your relationship with God. He does the renewing. It's so amazing. He does a restoration, right? Now let's keep reading verse 16. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked and do according to all that I've commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom. As I have covenanted with David your father, saying, You shall not fail to have a man as a ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them. Now, this is like where you could be good in one season, but if you turn away and start serving other gods, your God, whatever you idol, whatever you put above God becomes your idol. Some of us, we idolize our title. Your title becomes an idol. Your marriage becomes an idol. Your friendships, your feelings, right? Anything you put above God becomes an idol. So it's saying, but if you turn away, verse 19, and forsake my statutes, my commandments, which, which I've set before you and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will uproot them from my land, which I have given them. And this house, which I get, have sanctified for my name, I will cast out of my sight and will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And as for this house, which is exalted, everyone who passes by, it will be astonished and say, why has the Lord done this to the land and house? Then they will answer, because they forsook the Lord, their God of their the Lord God of, of their fathers who brought them out of the land of Egypt and embraced other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought out all this calamity on them. Yo, we serve a jealous God, we, but we also serve a faithful God, right? We must glorify him above all. Second Chronicles chapter 7, read the whole chapter. That 714 is a great verse on true repentance. Remember, repentance is a changed mind. And when you can really live, I mean, the whole topic today is how to truly have repentance, but also how to truly have a heart of repentance. We're continuously checking ourselves every day. Okay. So I gave you all the three keys of what repentance leads to. And this is really checking ourselves, having a deep relationship with Lord Jesus, right? With the Holy Spirit and just getting intimate with him, spending time with him, really meditating and thinking about him. Ask yourself, what is the first thing I think about when I wake up? And what's the last thing I think about before I sleep?
And that can just start off with your relationship and see where your pulse is at with your relationship with Christ. I love you, Simply Uncaged fam. Thanks so much. Praise God. Go ahead, tap in. Subscribe to the channel if you guys are on YouTube or if you guys haven't gone to the podcast, check that out. Give us a rating if you guys are enjoying these uh, talks. And wow, just thank you so much. We do read all the comments and we really appreciate it, all the support. Any questions you guys have, drop them off. And also, anything in the description, Go ahead and check all our links, all our information's in the description. If you guys want to get more connected with us, join the email list. We love y'all so much. Be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Take care. Bye-bye.